0: I'm Joey.
1: I'm Carlene. And I'm Pete. And welcome to Triple the Nonsense. What's up? And, <laughs> and it's triple again. And we're back.
0: It, it's quadruple.
1: It's today. quadruple.
0: I don't know numbers anymore. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and we're back. And we are finally getting to finish our arts arc series that we've uh, been uh, so patiently waiting to complete.
2: Six months later. But.
1: but f- <laughs> But before we start on that and introducing our guest, fellas, how are you?
0: Pete's here. I'm here. I'm <laughs> present. Uh, I have a week left of school, so I'm optimistic.
2: That's a good mm-hmm. place to be. <laughs> that is a good I have place. A
0: week, I have a week and a
2: half left of school. Um, I've had a horrible morning, but happy to be here. <laughs>
1: and I'm just living that summer vacation life, so <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've been pretty good. Whatever. <laughs> well, guys. It is our pleasure that we have a uh, Mr. Daniel Browning here. He is a choreographer, hip hop dancer, um and CEO of uh, his dance company Dance to Inspire. Um a little background before we get Daniel to uh chat. Um I actually stumbled upon Daniel back in summer of 2020 um on TikTok. That's again how we've all collectively met and you know, seeing him dance and, you know, being in his lives have been really inspiring and encouraging to everybody that's kind of come into his, his lives. So we are thrilled to have Daniel here and uh, to chat all things dance and dance to inspire. So welcome, Daniel, to the podcast.
3: I'm happy to be here. And that was such a, <laughs> uh, a, a nice intro. I mean, I appreciate that. You're so kind. She's the queen of the people. Here this we go. Is queen true. of the people, queen for the
2: people, all the things. Mm-hmm. Here we go. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, Daniel, why don't you kind of talk to us about, you know, what got you started in dancing and kind of what led you to Dance to Inspire?
3: Sure. Uh, so I actually grew up an athlete. Uh, I played sports really my whole life. And there just became a transition, I think, in my life when you know, sometimes we hit a, a wall, whether we're ready or not. And it's like, all right, it's time to move on to something new. Uh, and that moment happened to me when I was in college. I actually played basketball in college. And uh, it just kind of hit that moment where it was, you know, time to, to move forward. I don't think I was technically ready, uh, but... Uh, I think it, at that moment, it was it was time to move on. And it started with a phone call from my cousin who owned a dance studio. She asked me to come in and, and work with the kids. And really, the rest is history. Um, I just fell in love with, um, with working with kids. I knew I always wanted to be a coach. I didn't realize that my dream to coach 10 would turn into a dream to coach thousands in just a different sport in reality. Yeah. Um, and so that's why I always push people and and encourage people to, you know, to chase, you know, the big dreams because sometimes we settle for what we think we can just barely do. In reality, we can do a lot more than that. And that's kind of what this story has spawned into. And so all of that to say, I ended up stumbling upon this organization that trains a lot of actors and dancers uh, to, you know, get ready for the industry. And that's where I ended up. And I ended up discovering this young kid he was like nine years old at the time and he had been bullied so bad uh, he really couldn't he didn't know how to show his dance when we were trying to rehearse because of the fear of being judged and um, he just was so bashful and, and I just took him under my wing and I learned his whole story and how he was bullied at school at that young of an age and he was ready to give up on his own life at that young of an age and to see what dance did for him I mean, it completely changed his life around. Um, he's you know now technically graduating high school and he's going to a dance program in New York City. Uh, he's been in music videos, he's doing He's done acting stuff. He was on a big show recently on TV. It changed his life and, and to see that done with one kid, I thought, why can't we do that with, with more? And so Dance to Inspire was born. And so I, I developed the company to reach more kids like him and to show these kids that you are capable of more and you can get through whatever it is that you're getting through. And what I've found is beyond Dance to Inspire through social media, that that struggle has no age limit. That struggle surpasses a nine-year-old kid. And so that's what it's kind of turned into is is working to inspire and hopefully motivate people to realize that they can make it as far as they want to make it.
1: I always loved the idea even when you started talking about dance dance to inspire when i first you know joined your lives and got to know you more it's it's bigger than what people really think it is um and that's what i love about it because it doesn't just go from like the young kid it goes beyond that adulthood and all that so that's what i you know really like about it and and hearing that story it reaches more people than just the kids. So with that said, we took to Instagram, TikTok oh,
2: to no. get some
1: questions <laughs> for you and, oh, um, yeah. sh- <laughs> and shout out to Janae and Santi. They have been the two biggest, um, people who sent in questions.
2: Are we surprised? No, <laughs>
1: <laughs> some of them are, are very, I think in depth. And I wouldn't have even thought to ask. So Daniel, you might be like, that's a really good question. We didn't mm. think of it. I didn't look at these questions before this morning. So with Dance to Inspire, you kind of travel all around the the southeast. Um, right. So one of the questions was, how do you handle constant travel with a family?
3: Mm. That's a good question, and one that I get asked very frequently, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it starts with a supportive family um, it, it starts with you know the family supporting what I do and, and understanding what I do uh, I think in the very beginning um, my mom and dad would actually laugh about this but you know they were used to traveling for sports and yelling at referees and and then I took off on this, you know, art path, if you will, into da- in the dance world. And, and they were, I think, a little bit skeptical. It's like, hey, get a real job, you know. But I think over time they kind of realized, like, hey, this is something that's, you know, lucrative, not just financially, but uh, in, in many other ways. And so um, it, it starts with the support uh, and it starts with, you know, uh, my, my son being able to see, you know, his father chases his dream and, and hopefully over time him doing the same thing. But that's kind of where it starts. I couldn't do what I do without, you know, Katie being so supportive and um, and even pushing me to, to chase that.
2: Have they ever traveled with you when you travel for work or is it typically you on the road and then they stay home?
3: Another great question. Uh, so Katie, I have invited her many times, but, you know, with her occupation as a, um, A massage therapist she typically works on weekends sometimes and Mm. she only just recently was able to adjust her schedule to have weekends free Mm -hmm. Uh, I did take her up to uh, Moorhead City off the coast of North Carolina for a big trip it was a big convention I taught at so she did get to come up with me on that and, and to see that but anything local, you know, she may come to and help out. Um, we had our big dance to inspire conventions, and she was the backbone of that. You know, getting everything organized and and stuff like that. But out of town stuff, they usually don't get to come with me. Um, I wouldn't take little man just because he's not of the age where I can just kind of let him be free. He's so right, yeah, mischievous, and he'll try, he'll get into anything and everything. So, but eventually, you know, when he gets older, I'm sure if I'm still doing it. We'll, we'll get them out there and, you know, we'll travel together.
2: Yeah. Another follow-up question. I really want a massage. Can Katie sign me up? A hundred percent. Great.
3: Cool. She's absolutely, <laughs> she's the reason I'm still doing this. Otherwise I wouldn't be able to move. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs>
1: So for as long as we could remember, dance was typically like a girl's sport. So another question that came about was, do you think dance is a good outlet for young men since it has been primarily female-based?
3: That is a very in-depth question. And it's a question that I think is addressed almost every day. People just don't hear about it. It doesn't make national news. Going back to that nine-year-old kid, you know, that's something that, uh, uh, boys, men, that's something that we all deal with being in that world is the threat of folks not quite understanding why a guy is, is doing something like that, moving like that. But in reality, you have NFL players, NBA players that are doing ballet classes, that are doing dance because of the benefit that it brings your body. Um, you know, it I joke around and say it keeps me young, but it's true. Scientifically, it does kind of keep you young physically it keeps your body moving it keeps your you know your balance in check Um, and that's why you see a lot of these professional athletes doing these dance classes especially your offensive and defensive linemen these guys that weigh you know three four hundred pounds are huge well they do these ballet classes because it helps you know with their uh, balance it keeps them light on their feet Um, so there's a lot of science behind it but at the younger level Folks and kids, they don't understand that. They just think about what's cool, and a guy doing dance is not always cool. And I will tell you, I'll never forget. I was at a dance competition, and I usually MC a lot of these competitions. And they do titles and like Miss Dance, Mister Dance, stuff like that. And they do it at every age level. Well, there's not. It's rare to see a guy be in the running for that. Well, we had one one year, and they asked him a question: if you could have you know, one wish, what would it be? And his answer was simply that men could be accepted or boys could be accepted in the dance world. And that opened so many eyes and ears Mm. in that venue to hear a little boy at that age be aware of that and say that out loud. I mean, it's, it was huge. Yeah, that's significant. I love that. I love that answer.
2: That hits so close to home for me because fun fact, I did dance lessons from age three to 11 and then- so this must have been, like, what, 2004 was when I stopped because one of the costumes, we had these, like, puffy blue camo pants, which I thought were dope, so I wore them to school, started getting relentlessly bullied, and they were, like, my the dance company was like, hey, you're doing really well, do you want to be on the competitive dance team? And I was like, no, I'm getting bullied, I'm going to quit. So I stopped, which is horrible, but... So like, like that entire story, I'm like, oh, I lived that. Yikes. Now I'm emotional.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It it happens so much more than you know. Now, mm-hmm. let me make a note there, too. So you actually did dance. So therefore, we should also be seeing more videos of you on social media dancing. Is that what we're saying?
2: <laughs> Carlene already bothers me enough, but yes.
1: Well, now you got now you got Daniel to be...
2: Mm-hmm. i've you done a few of daniel's one. dances mm-hmm. i've we we created a dance carlene yeah the only
1: reason why you had any of daniel's is because we were trying to get pete to do it
2: i did it <laughs> well no i've done other ones before outside of the podcast dance is like
3: riding a bicycle once you've yeah. done it you don't 100 percent. 100 percent.
1: so besides dancing you have been kind of a, a beacon of you know inspiration and encouragement and um Santi, who has also been, you know, with you for a while, she kind of, you know, asked this. So when you're at your lowest, how do you stay so positive?
3: Oh, so we're going that deep today. Wow, Santi. Wow. Sheesh. (laughs) Um, you know, it's, there's so many ways that you can go uh, about, you know, that answer. And I think that a lot of that is individualized. Um, I think everybody kind of, Handles it differently. I think for me, when I get to those moments, um, I have to remind myself of how far I've gotten. You know, that's why I keep little things around my room. Um, For those who don't know, I think it was 2018 or 17, I did So You Think You Can Dance. And, you know, I got to a point where I was like, okay, this is it, this is my big breakthrough. And then right before lives, I was let go and when i was like go i kind of was heartbroken and wondering like why why did i come all the way out here why did i even spend you know whatever money or time it was just wasted and i think in life a lot of times we feel that way you know i just wasted all this life i just wasted all this time um you know not worth it you know all this and that but sometimes we have to just look up and realize where we are and so in that moment i lifted my head and i realized i'm in times square and literally and metaphorically dance had gotten me there you know and so when when you think about those moments that's what you have to think about is like take a second to realize i'm here i've gotten to this point it's worth something and i always say if you wake up in the next day god's not done with you Mm
2: -hmm. i love that also i did not know you once so you think you can dance that's dope
3: that's pretty cool you know so that story was absolutely wild. It was a, a time when they changed the format a little bit and they requested that everybody send in a video for the audition and so I sent in the video and I was actually at the I'm past the age limit so like I, at that moment I was at the age limit where mm-hmm. this was it this was my last year last chance and so I just submitted one the producers called me back and said they really liked the video talked back and forth and then I got an invitation to come to New York to do the in-person part of the auditions. And part of me was like, I don't know that I can do this. Um, I, I technically, it wasn't funded. Um, so I had to figure out how to even pay to get up there for this. And I had a friend that called me and we talked. He's a former dancer as well. He's also a rapper out in Arizona. Imagine that, Carleen. Um, But he, long story short, cause I could drag it out forever. He won <laughs> a contest It was some chip contest in a grocery store. And he won, I think it was like $50,000. They obviously were very blessed in that moment. They paid off a lot of stuff, but they were also very selfless people. And so I didn't know this. And I called him and just said, hey, I just want to pick your brain because I know that you went through this before I did. I've been accepted to this. I really feel like I should be here. I want to do this, but I don't know how to make it happen. I don't know if I should make it happen. And then he proceeded to say, there's a reason you called me. Everything happens for a reason. I have the money and I'm paying for you to go and you're going and we're going to do it. And I, I had no idea about any of this. And he he told me this and I started crying. Right, that's awesome. And so he helped fund the trip to go and to actually pursue that. And that was another reason why I felt so heavy when I didn't make it as far because I felt like I let him down too. But sometimes you know, those moments in life are used to, to help you realize that You know, you belong, you're a part of this, but you don't necessarily need that route. Mm. You don't need that particular road to get to where you're going.
2: And also everything's a learning experience. Mm. Like Mm -hmm. I'm sure you gain so much from that trip and that experience that you still carry and like use in your everyday practice as well. Oh,
3: 100%. And something that sticks with me to this day from that trip is one of the guys that every single one of us see on TikTok every day because he's like famous on TikTok as a dancer. His name is Reno I actually went further than he did in the process. And to know that, and I grew up watching him and a lot of these guys, shout out to Dragon House in Atlanta, the dance crew. Um, I grew up watching a lot of these guys and him being one of them and to know that I went a step further than he did, was a very big, obvious, you belong, Mm -hmm. but you don't necessarily need this.
2: Right. But also, like, a nice. It's a good reminder.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So we kind of talked about you, you know, you go around and you teach various ages from six to adults, I would assume. Another question that, that, you know, they had was, what is your teaching style as far as teaching choreography to kids? to kids
3: so my teaching style is actually very different from my performance style uh when i perform when i do it solo i have a very different style i would argue that my style of performing is very difficult to put into teaching words because a lot of it is just emotion and you know feel of the moment and and type of things and the way that my body moves there's not it's hard for someone else to make their body move in a certain way so my teaching style is very different um I do try to pull a lot of elements from the hip hop culture because I think it's important for anyone doing hip hop that they show respect to the culture by understanding what type of movements exist there. Um, There's a large conversation that happens in the dance community about what folks see on stage and see kids do and they call it hip hop and it's unfortunately it's twerking and it's like <laughs> it's become sexualized on the dance stage and i'm like right. these are kids like th- this is not what hip-hop is and that's why hip-hop has gotten such a bad rep with a lot of parents and families so but my teaching style is very much you know a lot of the elements i always have to throw in something that's fun and relevant so during the time when the whoa was a thing whoa um a lot of people you know we i would try to incorporate that because a lot of people knew that uh, and it's fun so they might be learning something you know learning is not always fun but when you add a splash of something that you're used to that you know it kind of makes it a little more fun and so i always try to sprinkle in some things that they're you know used to and and know with things that they're learning to kind of make it a little bit more fun
0: i think that that's that makes you a really good coach. I do, I do a lot of coaching too because uh, I used to play a lot of different things. Um, and playing or performing is one skill. Being able to communicate how to do that is an entirely different skill. And that's why a lot of players and performers don't make good coaches, even if they like were awesome as players. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to communicate this. I think it's important to like be like, man, my, my performing style is drastically different than my, my teaching style because it, it has to be. Otherwise, you're like, no, just just watch what I do and do it. It's not hard.
3: Yeah. Yeah absolutely
1: another question was what would you consider your biggest accomplishment on or off the stage
2: this podcast
3: <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say that actually this is just I, I felt it, all yeah. all my dreams have just finally come true this you can is, retire is, now yeah we're not paying really, you anything but you <laughs> this is the real resume you know, builder here it really is <laughs> so um i I, i'm gonna have two parts of this um my first part is i think the biggest accomplishment was um meeting and marrying katie um i think that's the first one because without her none of this exists without her support i can't do the things that i do and i speak from a place where i i and this is no shame on this individual but the last person that i dated before katie was very opposite side of the spectrum and I saw what that was like to not have that support, to be a little bit belittled, to to have this like foot on you every day. And it, it just was not healthy. And to be able to find somebody like Katie who is so supportive and pushes me and encourages me, that's huge. That's like the first step to being able to run after something that you love is that is that support system. Um, the next thing would be... Probably that so you think you can dance moment. Um, being able to be, you know, on that stage at that moment, um and, and, and then to walk away knowing that, you know, I was with the very people I grew up watching that, that I kind of idolized and was inspired by, you know, realized, man, I, I belong in this world. I just may have a different purpose within this world. And I will add the last little thing was going through this recent show that I just did was absolutely incredible. It was one of the best experiences I've ever had just because the staff was incredible. So, if anybody has not watched Dancing with Myself, go watch it on NBC because the people were great. Like, it was, you may not see me technically, but I was there, I was backstage, I went through the entire process with everybody, met incredible people. I mean, it, it could not have been run any better.
2: Shout out to Liza Koshy.
3: i actually talked to her after uh one of the uh after our shoot we came outside and she was hanging around and she just hung out and talked to us for a minute she was super cool i saw your pictures yeah yeah yeah.
1: so these next these last three from uh the viewers or listeners are kind of you know little fun ones for you okay all right with being a dance teacher do you or have you ever critiqued dances in music videos or television shows Yes. (laughs)
3: Yes. <laughs> I feel like I should tread cautiously on that one. <laughs> yes, I have um, seen, you know, music videos and even live performances. And as a dancer, as a choreographer, I'm just like, come on, guys. Like, what are we doing? But I think more importantly, something that just has kind of recently come up, I've seen those same music videos, dance videos end up being copied over to competition stages and the studio owners and dance teachers don't know that the choreographer took it from and because I watch so many of them and I can be critical of them, I notice and I'm like, what are we doing? You just copied an entire <laughs> dance but yes I I can be I can be critical. Katie doesn't really like watching a lot of dance stuff with me because I pick it apart. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. So this one kind of just ties back into, so you know that Pete, Joey, and I are teachers.
2: What? Uh
1: Since when? Okay, so this has two parts. What was your favorite subject in school? And if you had to choose one of us to be little man's teacher next year, who would it be and why?
3: Yikes! Uh, oh wow! Why would you do that to me? Yeah, that's, that's horrible. Uh,
1: that's that's not me coming up with it. You can take Janae.
3: Of course. That's that's uh, that's, that's a tra- just cruel. Entrapment. Uh, um. So my favorite subject in school. Um, does PE count? Yeah. No. Yeah? We, no.
1: Because we knew that. Why?
0: Are you
2: saying
1: Core that PE not a legitimate
0: I took four years of PE no. in high school. Do you say Core that's not a legitimate subjects. subject?
1: It is a subject, but core subject, I think, is what she was talking about.
2: Define core. As an arts teacher, I'm Physical about to get Physical
0: health is, is pretty important. Oh. <laughs> Absolutely. I opened a can. <laughs> now,
1: Carly's about to fight. Math, science, <laughs> social studies, those types of things.
2: You know, we're a STEAM country, so it's STEM, but A for the arts is technically yeah. a Correct. core subject now. Mm-hmm. I'm ready to fight. <laughs>
3: I'm I'm also a little bitter because school today offers a lot more options on the art side, even public schools, than True. when I was in school. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of bitter. I swear everything good happens after I finish it. Like, Daniel, Daniel's gone. Let's go ahead and implement this. I'm like, really?
2: No, it's because you just inspired them so much. Like, oh, we got to improve. Like,
3: mm-hmm. there we that's go. It. There you go. Mm-hmm. That's it. I'm going to run with that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's, so how, I, that's
2: how I stay sane.
3: <laughs> I'm going to bend, I'm going to bend the rules a little bit. So it wasn't high school, but I will say my favorite subject was communications. Hmm. And that was more so in college. And that was because I found my love for speaking and for being in front of people. And that's, I think what helped kind of helped me learn how to address feelings and how to address, you know, the inspiration that I want to share with everybody in the ways that I do. So I, I would say probably that.
1: So that's kind of a segue. So we've finished the listener viewer questions, but I'm gonna open it up now to what Joey? I see that finger.
2: He didn't answer the second part of the question. Right of the three <laughs> of us, which one would you like to teach your child?
3: <laughs> Joey, I was gonna let it slide. <laughs> I was gonna bring back it back to... with my questions <laughs>
2: because I want my ego to be inflated. Pick me. <laughs> all
3: right. All right. You ready for this? I have a great answer for this. You
1: cannot pick all three.
3: Hear me out. (laughs) I would like for little man to be influenced by each of you because of each of you's personality and individuality. I would love for each of that to be a part of him. Explain. Good job. Do
1: (laughs) (laughs) Explain that, Daniel. Uh,
3: Well, I mean, Carleen, your passion and your drive to defy the odds um, every day and, and how you kind of bestow that on your kids is something that I would love for for him to experience and then Joey I just I feel the arts ooze out of you and I feel that passion for for that and I would love for for that passion to be instilled you know in him and then I just I get coaches vibe you know <laughs> so so I definitely Pete, I think that's that's the other side is that I think that would be a great asset to have is that coach's Mm. spirit be instilled in him as well so that's kind of where that thought came from
1: fair enough
2: i'll take it i ooze
1: (laughs) (laughs) so we mentioned at the top of the episode episode that you know the three of us have met daniel through tiktok and daniel i kind of want you to talk about you know what made you start tiktok when did you start tiktok kind of go through your tiktok journey because when i stumbled upon you Um, Back in 2020, you were at like 40K followers. And now you're at 200,000 followers on the platform. So kind of talk us through your TikTok journey and kind of what made you start on the platform.
3: Sure. So it was, I think it was right before the COVID stuff. I don't even feel like I should mention that anymore. (laughs) Um, I'm tired of that word. (laughs) Right. So before, the year before that, I was at home. It was in December. It was around Christmas. I always went home for Christmas, and so we were there. And I was friends with, shout out to Maceo, um, I was friends with Mace, and we had kind of talked about doing video stuff. And I had a friend of mine from Atlanta, Bam the Dancer, also with Dragon House, but I you know, worked with him. I had him come teach at my conventions and stuff. He reached out, and he said, listen, as a friend and as a fellow dancer, now's the time. You need to get on this platform. You need to do it. And I had ta- thought about it, and I think... Before this moment, I had like periodically like threw something out there. I had no idea anything about an algorithm. I had no idea anything about the platform really in general. I just just say, hey, here's a platform, get some views, whatever. And he made that statement and he said, this is the time. Do it now and get on it. And I'm one of those guys that like if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it all the way. I got to commit myself to it. So I said, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it for a year solid at least. And we'll see where we're at at the end of that so every day at least for the first three months every day i posted one video for the first three months and it wasn't until i think it was like the second week or maybe in the first week because i know it was still when i was there a video started going viral um and it was the sea walk i think is what it was called it was one of those dances that i did outside of a restaurant and i said wow there's potential here so i just kept it up and kept it up and then a year later Stopped to look at everything, and I was sitting at 100,000 followers. And I was like, What? Like, I was so blown away that this has actually happened. And I think at that point, my family also realized, Whoa, he's doing something on social media. And then I started getting little gifts. You know, a certain someone would paint some canvases and send them over. Um, I started getting little tiny things here and there. People started sending me letters of their story, and I was like, Okay, this is getting real, and so I just really kind of committed to it and made it kind of a job, um, mm. and and worked hard on it. And here we are, two hundred thousand later, and, and hopefully still growing. Um, but it's it's been a wild journey to to say that I have that platform to to speak from now, and that's all I ever really wanted was a platform to speak from. And you know, we're I'm grateful to be here, and we'll see where it goes.
2: Yeah.
1: Now, I'm going to ask another one, and I think I would already know the answer, but I'm curious. If you weren't a dancer, so if dancing was off the table for you, what career would you have chosen for yourself after or before?
3: So ironically, this is a question that I kind of am facing like every day at this point because I know there will be a day when I can't dance anymore. So I have to kind of consider what could be when that happens. You know, it's it's a tough one because I, I have so many interests. You know, I love sports and I love watching sports and being a part of them and, you know, and coaching, but I love speaking. Uh, I love traveling, you know, to schools and, and being in front of people and, you know, sharing, sharing my story and, you know, being a part of that. Um, I, I would maybe say being a motivational speaker.
1: Because I think you already do that, you know, whether you realize it or not through your lives, through, you know, the TikToks that you put out every now and then again, but I could see that.
3: And fun fact for you, I have like, I I don't always talk about this, but I have extreme anxiety before I walk out on stage for anything, like a performance where if I speak, whatever, I literally do, I get like this extreme anxiety, but I think a lot of it has to do, and I say this to all, all performers, kids and everybody that ever grace a stage, it's your body saying that you care about what you're about to do. And I try to remind everybody that I try to remind myself that like when I get super anxious, but I think once I get on stage and I'm in my element and I'm and I'm flowing, all of it kind of starts to go away. But that first initial, like I get super anxious and fidgety and <laughs> it's, it's pretty wild. And then once I cross that, that threshold, it, it becomes fun.
2: You took the words right out of my mouth because like, you know, as a music educator and also performer myself same exact thing um and i always have kids like say like how do you get over performance anxiety like blah 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 and i'm like i still haven't because before like i go to conduct a concert or like play myself same thing but i almost word for word always tell kids nerves mean you care like that's your body being like i I don't want to mess up because this is so important to me Mm -hmm. so i'm like you know what ride those nerves once you're on stage you'll be fine and they always are but yeah that's because I know very few people that are like, oh, I don't get nervous performing. Because I don't trust right. them. No. <laughs> that's
0: you're <a> like, lie. <laughs> I tell my kids uh, like fear and all that. It's it's a mile high, it's a mile wide, and it's paper thin. And once you get like, mm. once you just like push through a little bit, you're like, oh, this is actually like, this is not bad. This is good.
3: Yeah. And they're like, yeah, that's, that's good advice. Absolutely. I always tell people the moment you stop caring, the moment that you stop feeling anxiety, it's probably time to walk away. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: All right. We got two more questions for you, Daniel, and then we're going to do a little ch- fun challenge for Pete and Joy with your help. Um, Don't so, say challenge.
2: Call it a game. I love game, games.
1: Game challenge. <laughs> whatever, whatever you want to call it, it's going to happen. But earlier on, you mentioned, you know, your Unleashed convention. Is there any plans to bring that back anytime soon?
3: Oh, um,. We're we're hoping to. I, I I thought about doing it this year, um, and I'm one of those where, you know, I I, I listen to everything around me. Um, you know, I I pray about things, and I and I, if I just don't feel it's right, um, it's then I don't push that. And this year, I, I did. I never really felt like let's go, let's do it again. So, you know, I'm still contemplating it. I've had a lot of people ask me about it when I've gone to teach at some recent conventions. I've had a lot of dance teachers ask about it. So we'll we'll see. It's still kind of up in the air. Um, I do feel like between me and Katie, we run a really good convention and we've had a lot of really good feedback from it. My my issue is that when I do stuff, I'm super extra like I really am like when I'm going to host anything, I go over the top. Mm -hmm. And to have to settle with a smaller venue with less things, it's hard for me to, I guess, be okay with that. Because like I, most of our conventions were always in like, you know, a Marriott convention room or in Myrtle Beach, we had a convention center, like all these big venues and lighting and staging. And all of a sudden now the option is a local ballroom dance studio. And so I'm like, yeah, it's big. And I, I mean, financially it would be lucrative, but I'm just in my head about it. I'm like, I just, but I want it to be extra. I want it to be all lit up and big stages and, and just, I don't know. That's just me though. So we'll see.
1: Because you take care of everything on your own. You don't have people to, now I say people, but I know you have Katie, but like outside people helping you. Like, it,
3: right? it's yeah. all you. I, it's, it's really all us um i have to call you know our guest teachers i have to get them you know to commit to it i've I've had some over the years which makes it stressful part of the hustle bustle but i've had teachers that i've booked that i was super excited about and like weeks before pulled out Mm. and they had a great reason to it's not like i can i can't argue with you if you're going on tour with usher like i I I just can't like that.
2: That's fair. (laughs) Yeah. So,
3: you know, and I had a, a, a Yaya with the red hair. She was on um, step up. And so you think you can dance. And I had her coming at a great price. She was really sweet. And then last minute, she's like, Hey, world of dance came calling and they want me to perform. And you know, this venue and I'm like, I don't, I can't compete with that. Like, right. Mm -hmm. So it happens, but yeah, I, I do a lot of that on my own and trying to book the venues trying to gather all of the equipment together, Uh, the merch stuff that we're going to sell. It's a lot. Mm -hmm. It's definitely a lot. The last year or two that we did it, I brought some of our graduating dancers on board and I had them help me. And I was hoping to get to a point where we had a true staff, but then that word that we would not name again happened. (laughs) The panorama. Yes. That one. Yeah.
1: It just amazes me how much, you know, you do within dance to inspire and, you know you go through you do you know tiktok and dance to inspire and you have a other job on side of that I just blows my mind with all that you do
3: that's a lot
2: you're pretty mm-hmm. cool I guess <laughs>
3: <laughs> well I appreciate it and listen it's it was not an easy journey to get to where I am now in terms of you know my new job and stuff because to me it's a dream job so I finally got to a part where You know, I love what I do. It's a dream job and it crosses over now with what I do personally. And so I'm in a great place now with that. And sometimes you have to go through, you know, the storm before you can get, you know, to the greener grasses.
1: All right. Our last question before we get to the game. If you could give the listeners and viewers any encouragement or inspiration right now, what would it be?
3: Mm, That's a good one.
1: Make you think a little.
3: There's no yeah. wrong answers. There's not, but in my mind, I'm like, I want to make sure I give the, the best one. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So my mind always goes back to a quote that I've kind of always had for years is to give anything less than your best is to sacrifice the gift. Hmm. And we all have been given a gift, whether you have found it yet or, or not know what it is yet. We all have been given a gift. And for us to give anything less than our best is doing it a disservice and is sacrificing the gift that we've been given, whether it be being an artist, um, you know, a singer, a songwriter, a dancer, a teacher, whatever it is. Do it to the best of your ability because that's what we're called to do. So that's I think that's where where that comes from. Solid
0: advice. Yeah, you don't you don't know if you can't do something unless you give it your because like maybe you just you can do it, you should have tried it harder.
2: Yeah.
3: hundred percent. Like that you kind and of reminds du-
2: me oh, oh no, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say that like reminds me in a similar vein of what I tell my kids all the time. I'm like, if you're gonna make a mistake, make it big. Like full speed. It's it's better to like try something and like give it your all first. And like if you fail, oh whatever you gave it you all. Like if you play a loud honk and wrong note great you were trying <laughs> like um the most important yeah. part is like trying your best and exploring those things and if you find out it's either not for you or you make a mistake that's part of life and we grow and we move on from that yeah because if everyone yeah. did everything perfect right away that's boring <laughs> you mm-hmm. wouldn't it have really any is. room to yeah. grow yeah.
3: right it really is Yeah. And dance, I I, I learned uh, doing as a backup dancer with the choreographer that was working with us, you know, gave us this advice. But he said, if you don't do the dance full out, then you're going to make the mistakes not full out. And it's going to surprise you when you get on stage. So in other words, if you're just casually walking through it, making mistakes, when it's time to do it full out, it's like having to relearn it all over again because you haven't done it full out with the mistakes. Uh, And so that really opened my eyes, not just for dance, but in life in general, Mm -hmm. do everything full out. Because when you mess up, you're already doing it full out. And it just, it's just easier to adapt.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, so we've talked about dance a whole lot this episode. So I figured for Joey and Pete, we would play a fun game. So I'm going to have Daniel think of four to five different hip hop moves. And when he thinks of those moves, he's going to say the name. And what I'm gonna need you and you two to do is try to figure out what that move is just by the name only. And then Daniel. I love will... this game. <laughs> then Question. Daniel is gonna what?
2: <laughs> I agree. I love this game. I'm currently sat like in a tiny corner. Like, do I have to now move, or is it something that like it's like just upper dance that I can like do sitting down? Because it's like... up
1: to, it's up to Daniel at what I moves think- he does.
2: I think I can make it work from chest up. Great, because so.
1: <laughs> had I been warned,
2: I could have done a different setup, but, like, I'm catty-cornered here.
1: No, because <laughs> had I warned you two, it would have backfired on me. So, no.
2: <laughs> I love dancing. Are you kidding me?
1: <laughs> but we all know how games with the three of us work. <laughs> so... yeah, They women. go
2: perfectly and smoothly, and there's no chaos ever. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! There's the game.
2: <laughs> I quit. Okay. <laughs> this is the first Regist- dance game I've ever won. <laughs> By default. By default. <laughs> I love it.
1: Daniel, do you need some couple of seconds to think or do you got your first one?
2: I got it. I got one.
1: Okay. Go ahead.
2: I'm, I just got scared. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> there
3: you go, All Stretch. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, uh, yeah, stretch it out. Stretch it out. Let's see, let's see the Millie Rock.
2: Joey in editing, I would not blame you if you switched over to watch the video version because it's funnier to watch Pete and I attempt to do certain dances. Or you can listen to the chaos, carry on. Oh, isn't that the one that's like the, 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 it's like the, duh, duh, whatever, or something. Or like something like this, right? Is that not that? Oh gosh, you're shaking your head. Uh-huh. I'm <laughs> No. I'm hiding. The okay. Millie Rock. The Millie Rock. <laughs> That was my oh oh is that this one? Hey! hey! Okay, I knew it was something. <laughs> great, I win.
0: In my head, I was like, okay, Millie, like Millie Vanilli. What did Millie Vanilli do? I don't know. See, I'm not that smart. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to hyperanalyze things. That's See, so my weird. brain went
2: rock, and like this to me is like a rock because there is what that dance. that's like dun dun something, but no, this yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, <laughs> we
1: did it, great.
3: <laughs> Very nice.
1: One for Joey. That's the game. <laughs>
3: The next one, uh, how about the woe? <laughs> awesome. I get one point. That'll probably be
0: my one and only point.
3: <laughs> Very nice. Okay. Alright, so this is a style so you can be creative in terms of how you do this. So it's not a one particular dance move, but it is a style, so tutting. Come again?
0: Tutting. How do you spell that?
3: bless you <laughs> t-u-t-t-i-n-g T-
2: see i went king tut that's where my brain goes
3: so fun fact that's the history behind it that's that's how it started but that's not quite it's almost there is it this one almost i'm just
2: gonna keep doing this even if it's wrong <laughs> this is my formal or is it like is it this oh is it that one
3: <laughs> no, it is not. I'll give you a clue. Okay. It requires making shapes.
2: Oh, is that like the the da the... No that's voguing. He, is it that? It's voguing.
3: You were kinda of doing a little of both. You were kind of voguing, but also somewhat doing some tutting in that. I
0: don't know. I'm just like <laughs> like, a ball, and then like a
2: Do you two give up? We're getting Oh, is that this stuff?
3: yes that's it
2: ah yay
3: <laughs>
2: pete helped me get there when he like made a triangle i was like wait you <laughs> guys are both cool. people we're, we're team figured out <laughs> that stuff yeah 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 and then the yeah 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 whenever i see that garbage garbage why did i say garbage it's wow garbage. Whenever Whoa. I see, whenever Whoa. Whenever I, pause pause
3: i don't know why i said I that i said
2: that no, no, no! Whenever I see that stuff, my brain thinks Avatar, Last Airbender, and Last Airbender for some reason. No idea why, but like the arm movements and like the, especially when it was like, yeah, I. I it is very like summoning. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I mean I'm garbage at it. <laughs> Therefore, I project it. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's funny. Hmm. The last one. You said four, right, Carly?
1: Yeah, four or five. Okay. And then you. Can Am I
3: winning? All right. Yes. Yeah. This is an, this is another style. I will also say this is my specialty: isolations.
0: So it's just like moving like one joint
3: at a time. Yeah. Like. Mm. So. <laughs> the concept, yes, but I want to see you actually do it.
2: Isn't that? Oh, I did. It. I moved chest one joint. a lot.
0: Boop. If I say boop, does it help?
3: <laughs> that's, that's actually that's how I teach though. As I, I uh, teach yeah. with sound effects, not always with numbers. So
1: And and random names too.
3: So I just panicked. I, I would it. give <laughs> I would possibly give this to P because yes. of the concept. I forfeit. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> technically technically it is correct moving one joint at a time, but when you ISO, you're isolating
1: one ISO body chest. motion.
3: Mm-hmm. So
1: But you weren't isolating.
3: I don't know how. I'm sitting down. <laughs> you are naming body parts.
1: Whatever.
2: <laughs> Can I get a quarter point?
1: <laughs> well, you just want to win. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm competitive. It would be embarrassing to lose to me in this competition. You both <laughs>
3: won,
2: though. It's a tie, though. You both won. Oh, we both gotten two?
0: Yeah. I think we,
3: I, well, Daniel, I think we actually, need a tiebreaker. one a We for need a tiebreaker. A tiebreaker. <laughs> A tiebreaker? This cannot oh, stand. No.
2: There has to be a tiebreaker. <laughs>
3: mm. Or I'll Venmo I, you a daughter. I got one. Uh-oh. All right, you ready? You ready? Sure. Whacking.
2: Isn't that the one where it's like I you don't do even this and then it like moves stuff? No. <laughs>
3: no. Hmm. I love that you took that literal though.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's like if you whack something and then it moves, that's a like thing. I've seen that.
3: Um, I've
1: never even heard whacking. of that one.
3: I will say, I am not very good at this, but it's very similar in nature to voguing.
1: Is that the this
2: stuff?
3: That's voguing.
2: Oh, dang it. (laughs) Huh. Do you do it with your legs?
3: No. (laughs) But I will say, Joey, that you were somewhat close, even though it's not literally a whack. You were close. I win. (laughs) Not that close.
2: (laughs) What's oh, similar to voguing, and then there's a... I can't help you. I don't even know what that like, is. like. Instinctively,
0: it's like you whack stuff. So like maybe like a, I only go like this, but I know that's not it. <laughs>
2: Just, we're going the sprinkler. The Sprink, sprinkler. Card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> Do I have a lifeline?
1: <laughs> no.
3: <laughs> this is uh, this is not who wants to be a millionaire. <laughs> no. Now I'm thinking like
0: whacking from like Whacking Day on The Simpsons, where like Homer had like the nunchucks and he's like whack the snakes with that. So I'm gonna be, like. Oh, like that is that remotely close um
3: actually kind of all right oh no <laughs> actually kind of joey seems very upset that he's not getting that. i'm just like because
2: <laughs> he said it's similar to this but not but also similar to this so it's like how do you combine those to make the thing that we're trying to get just my brain so just fact, broken hit your head hard fun me. fact
3: this is the kind of stuff that i bring up before i ever teach a class i teach this kind of stuff and just make sure like hey do you know what this is? Do you know what this is, because it is. It's a lot of folks don't know what a lot of that is, so it's <laughs> Fortnite dance. There you go. <laughs> Water Malone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you give up?
2: Can I have a hint again?
3: <laughs> it involves your wrist. This close. It's like
1: I want f- I feel like I've seen you do it.
2: I'm gonna keep doing this and say say yes.
3: I think, I think I might could give that to Joey because of that last, that last movement. But it's, it's very much like, like the, with wrist roll action, like it's Mm -hmm. a lot of wrist roll action. So they do a lot of like behind their head and stuff like that. It's, it's pretty wild to see somebody actually doing it and they do it so fast.
2: Do people do it where it's like their wrists are close to each other, too? Because I've seen coming yes. up. like Yes. Okay. Yes. Great. I win. That is, all right. Yes, <laughs> that is it. I that. accept.
1: As Joey tries, Joey is the winner. Yay. Yay. <laughs> what
0: a- Toast is not happy with um, that. <laughs>
1: Wesley is stoked. Um, and Joey, for the win.
2: Wait, we get gonna something?
1: Have, well, you're going to, you get to pick the next song I do a TikTok dance to.
2: Oh. Ooh, nice. You know it's going to be Harry Styles. Okay, Obviously, great. Obviously,
1: yeah. <laughs>
3: so, hey Joey, call me. Let's let's plan this together. Mm. Deal. Oh no. <laughs> I'm done.
1: I knew that was going to happen too. So, heck yeah. Well, that is it, fam. How do we feel, Pete and Joey after your uh, knowledge of dance?
0: I won. I focus. Uh, I'm proud of myself <laughs> for knowing something. I'll call that a win for me. Not like a win-win, but like a a metaphorical I mean, win.
2: Oh, it's oh, hard up. to not know the woe.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's why I did it fast. Hold up. That's fair. I
2: like, so took my time call- and I was like, oh, I lost.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so actually, before we end this podcast, I'm doing a callback. And it so happens that Daniel is on here. Uh-oh. Because we need to have a certain somebody be taught how to Dougie. Oh,
0: that's I know, true. know I know how to Dougie. You say that time. And like the It's been like a... Yeah, I, I will get it done.
1: So, but listen. Listen. We have somebody that can really teach you right now to do it. That way, you have no excuse after this podcast to go and film it, because Janae is also waiting on you, so she can she can, she can Dougie.
2: <laughs> if I had to do it, you have to do it.
0: No, that's fair. Yeah,
1: Pete, show Daniel your Dougie.
0: So it's just like left, oh. right, left, left, right. Like that's the
3: the rhythm. The staff. Yeah. Mm-hmm and boom yeah yeah that's that's technically the rhythm but there's a lot of shoulders in it
0: yeah no i have a plan like it'll be it's, it's gonna play off of joey's so i have a plan i just need to, to do it
3: i will say a lot of dances and this is kind of advice for everybody a lot of dances it just takes your body a little bit of time to get used to a rhythm mm-hmm. and once it connects like you loosen up even more and then you really start to hammer it and kind of make it your own and that's when it becomes the dance itself
2: and then you can learn how to do this.
3: <laughs> I still don't fully have that one. Carly, but... <laughs> that will be your dance. Your dance is to
2: do this to Matilda
3: by Harry Styles. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> oh, jeez.
1: <laughs> so, Daniel, where can everybody find you on social media?
3: So, I have made it easy since I changed my name across the board. So, it's just Daniel S. Browning on all of my social media platforms, essentially. So, TikTok, Instagram facebook all that good stuff just daniel s browning um and you can follow me there
1: and do you have social media for dance to inspire
3: i do uh i do have one on instagram and facebook and i have not done a very good job of keeping up with those but (laughs) 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 hopefully we'll uh get back to doing that soon
2: and what's your social security number oh (laughs) (laughs) jeez.
3: so carlene do you remember this girl that uh battled me on tiktok and she asked me those questions?
1: uh yeah the one that you know people were feeding her like
2: like legitimately asked because that was a joke
3: (laughs) yes no legit like she came on and she was like would you like to battle and i said sure and i don't always battle i rarely battle but right we battled and she took a little notepad out she goes so i have some questions for you as we were battling just started asking like random questions and then got into so where do you live what's your address what's your social What's your bank account number? Like, started asking, like, all of these questions. And somebody came over from her side and said, this is, like, all a big joke. And I'm like, but I hope no one actually gave their information out. Well, well the problem is now, a lot so- of
0: fishers do that. Like, fraud investigator here. A lot of people who are, like, fishing do that. Because, like, a lot of times, like, they'll ask the questions that are, like, your security questions. Like, what street did you grow up on? Like, that'll be a security question. So now they have that security question and can get to your account without having knowing the information. So... Yeah, it's crazy. Also, I gave all fake answers, yeah. anyways.
1: Well, and a bunch of us like popped over to that live, and we had noticed that people were like looking at your profile and and being like, "You're a choreographer. He lives in Evans," and like, it was just that was the weirdest battle ever. And it was. I I couldn't believe you lasted as long as you did because I would have been like, bye.
0: <laughs>
2: I will say pretty gutsy for an identity thief to just straight up be like hey I'm an identity thief let me ask you these questions people like, do
0: that and get away with it it's insane that's true
2: like when they call being like hello we need a deposit because we are the police hello please send us your <laughs> you bank account number. <laughs> if you don't want to get arrested wire us $500 like <laughs> people fall for that
0: it's a good thing Daniel's smart yes that I was my in question <laughs>
1: <laughs> did you just say try to be yeah. Well, that is the end of our arts. Art. Oh, Joey.
2: Um, I do have an answer to a question ready if you wanted to do that first, then the ending stuff. Oh, sure. Great. Um, <laughs> so whenever we post an episode of the podcast on Spotify, there's a question that you can answer, and you could get a shout-out on the podcast. And we love engagement. We love asking questions. All good things. So last week, on the episode that it was just Carlene and I, uh, we asked, how have you changed the most since you were younger? And good friend of the podcast dakota she answered my (laughs) attitude lol it's gotten way worse but (laughs) i have also gotten better (laughs) but i've also gotten better about not always saying what's on my brain also brie larson for life and then sleep over heart 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 watch it great because we did talk about brie larson last episode so proof she listened to the whole thing (laughs) so thanks for responding
0: dakota we love you you know what
2: he help us convince Carlene to get a dog at 10k thank you
0: oh yeah what kind of dog do you think would be a good fit for Carlene she was Great super question. cute with that Sharpay
3: yesterday she was love sharpies I have one that maybe none of y'all have said yet because I think sounds like everyone's looking at a little dog for Carlene I actually feel like a golden retriever because it's the one of the most loyal dogs in the world
2: and they're so cute and their faces are so squishy Oh god. Mm-hmm. and queens love gold Oh, here we go. Or <laughs> you could also say, since she's a queen, she should get a corgi, because that's like the royal dog yeah. of
0: choice. <laughs> she currently has a, a little stuffed corgi. Well, that is true. Named Imagine Wagons. <laughs> I love
2: it. Thanks love to this so one. <laughs> Carlene's like, shut awesome. up! I asked you not to bring up the dog. How dare you? <laughs> you knew that was gonna happen. Like that was.
1: I thought other things were gonna occur with the three of you, and I'm glad it happened. We are laser so...
0: focused. We
3: have, have one mission us? in life. <laughs>
2: My only mission is for everyone to have a dog. Daniel, do you
3: have a dog? I do, actually. It is a a Beagle and Jack Russell mix, and I didn't (sighs) know that this was actually a thing. They call them Jacobies. Yeah. Yeah. And so we rescued it when it was a puppy. That's what Caitlin has.
1: Mm.
2: Always rescue. Wesley's a rescue. Toast is a rescue.
1: So before we end this podcast, because we've gone off three different tangents now, are you, Daniel, are you traveling this summer?
3: I do have a few places lined up um, to teach at. Uh, I believe North Carolina, Tennessee, and South Carolina so far um, that I'll be going to, to teach. But I am also, and I said I would do this once all of this mess got over with, I am also potentially planning a TikTok meetup that we can try to make somewhat accessible to everybody So that we can do videos together, meet everybody, because I've been to quite a few meetups and it's near impossible to do videos with people because the environment is wild, dark, crazy. It's just, I think the whole purpose of the meetup is to not just meet people, but to do videos with people that you want to collab with. And every time I've gone, you you can't do them because of the setting. So (laughs) we're, we're working on trying to come up with something like that where we can do that.
2: So we're all going to dan We're all going to Daniel's house, and great.
0: I've done a couple <laughs> meetups, and we made videos. I remember last summer I did a, a meetup on an island in the Detroit River, and there's that Kesha song that goes TikTok on the clock, and there's a clock on a pole, and so I was like doing a TikTok on the clock, and in the middle of TikTok, the DNR like drove by, and we're like, get off the clock. My <laughs> TikTok is like, I'm starting, they're like, oh, and I just get off the, and that's the whole TikTok. But still with the song. So yeah, doing (laughs) the videos is is the fun part of the meetups.
1: My first meetup is in two weeks. Oh, yeah, because you're meeting Hillary, aren't you? I'm
0: going to cry. Yes, I'm very excited.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, before we get off on any more tangents, make sure you guys follow Daniel on all of his social media. Follow the podcast at Triple the Nonsense on TikTok. Triple the Nonsense podcast on Instagram. Um, Follow all of our personal social medias. We will have... Daniel's information along with information about Dance to Inspire in the description of the unedited version of the podcast. I think that's it, Sam.
3: Daniel, thank you for being on this episode. Yes. This was so fun. Absolutely. It's it's a long time coming. Uh life happens and <laughs> you know it pushes things around. But I'm glad I can mm-hmm. finally, you know, get on here and, and make it happen. If there's one thing I can leave you guys with and, and everyone listening, it's only focus on your version of success. Don't compare yourself to anybody else because their level of success is not yours. Uh, perfect. Holly,
2: put that on a t-shirt.
3: Nailed it. <laughs> yes. Well,
1: well said. We haven't said that in so long. <laughs> no, we haven't. So on that note, I'm Joey. I'm Carleen.
0: And I'm Pete.
1: And this was Triple the Nonsense and we'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye.
0: I was so worried that body rolls didn't get brought up and I was going to be like, oh God.